Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Inside Leverage, your gateway to the fascinating realm of the Miami Dolphins. Join us as we delve deep into the team's dynamic Super Bowl journey. We invite you to share your most scorching takes, unwind, and relish in our captivating Cat Crave, how you doing, man? Welcome. Um, good um, to have you here. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to the game on Sunday. I wish I was. Yeah, yeah. Um, you got to come through one of these games next time, for sure, for South Florida, man. Good reason to come through next time, man. But uh, appreciate you for having uh, uh, for coming through and uh, talk football with us, man. Um if you like, uh, introduce yourself to the to the space and uh, just give us a little bit about yourself and about uh, how, how did you become a, a Panthers fan? Um, my name's Dean Jones. I'm the editor at Cat Crave, and I also um, cover the Commanders uh, for Fansided. Um, I'm not actually a Panthers fan. I just cover them. Um, I'm a Vikings fan, actually. Uh, got into football kind of around about the time Randall Cunningham and Randy Moss and everyone was coming up, Chris Carter, uh, John Randall and all those. Um, fell in love with that team and been paying for it ever since. Uh, been covering the Panthers for about, I think this is my fourth season now. Uh, came in just before Matt Rule was hired. Um, haven't had much good to write about <laughs> and it doesn't look like that's going to be the case again this year. So yeah, that's about it for me. Nice, nice. I mean, there's some. I hope there's some optimism with uh, the, the the rookie quarterback. As you know, you know he's he's going to have some growing pains throughout the season. So, um, but my my first question is, what do you see so far with the uh, with rookie quarterback and an entire team in general? Um, I think he's come on with every game. To be honest, the he's 
working kind of with one hand be tied behind his back, really. Uh, the line hasn't really been performing that well. Um, there seems kind of a real reluctance to open the scheme up for him. Uh, and his receivers, aside from kind of Adam Thielen, just, just aren't creating the separation needed. Um, Thielen's playing really well, but I mean, the fact you've got a 33-year-old aging veteran as your, as your wide receiver one is kind of not a good look right now. Uh, and on top of that, I mean, he's not getting any any kind of help from the running game either, which is which is equally disappointing. He's making mistakes. Um, he's he looked a little bit kind of lacking in confidence against the Lions before sort of coming on a little bit um, when the game was out of sight. I mean, you could say that was garbage time and stuff. Is is good completions late on, but he was um, hopefully that'll sort of build him up a little bit ahead of what is obviously another big test this weekend for him. I mean, everything in due time, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, we, we, I would assume that they're looking at this season as get better, the team is going to gel. So, it's just, you know, then as they look at the team this year, they'll they'll make adjustments and improve next year. So, um, what are you looking forward to to this game? Um, what is it going to take for the Panthers to actually to try to win? Um, <laughs> it's going to be very, very difficult, I would say, um, judging by what I've what I've seen of Miami this year. Um, their speed is obviously phenomenal, as you probably are all too aware. Um, defensively, they can't stop the run, um, which is a real concern. I know um, there the were rookies out, but um, I think Raheem Mostert is going to um, be the main difference maker early on, uh, which is really kind of worrying every Panthers fan really because Adira Rivera's defense has been pretty good in coverage I've, I've got to say um but their, their run stopping has been really inefficient um they haven't got a genuine no tackle in the three four um shy shy Tuttle's playing there at the moment but he just doesn't look comfortable uh he's more of a three four end um but they kind of let Michael McCall go uh before final cuts and didn't really Find a big, a good enough player to replace him, which is which is a concern. I mean, what the Panthers have to do to win, I've absolutely no idea. Uh, they're they they're just really up against it. I mean, they're lacking confidence. Um, just something's really amiss from top to bottom. Um, the rotations aren't good enough. Uh, as I've stated before, kind of the protections um, just not what it should be. Um, and they just seem really disjointed and it's really disappointing, really, considering kind of the front office were promising kind of an NFC South tile challenge in Bryce Young's first year, which is kind of writing checks that his players can't cash at the moment. So, I mean, if they can keep it within a score or two late, I mean, that that's genuine progress looking at how the two sides are going at the minute. Most certainly, man. And again, thank you uh, for coming through. Um, as we kind of talk behind enemy lines, uh, kind of get some more information uh, about you know the Panthers. Chad, go ahead if you have a question. Uh, thank, thank you again for uh, giving us your time. Appreciate the uh, the great insight. Uh, just wanted to just wanted to know: uh, Are there any bright spots or you know any strong points of the team outside? I know you touched on the on the past coverage, but if you could just you know detail maybe some players that have stood out this year or performed above expectations, in your opinion. Uh, yeah, Von Bell's been really good. 
the safety they got from from the Bengals. Uh, he's 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 been outstanding, especially with Xavier Woods um, being out for the last few weeks. Uh, he's the, he's the primary communicator now. With uh, obviously they're missing Shaq Thompson as well, so he's kind of evolved into into the communicator pre-snap, and um, he seems to be around the ball a lot. Um, he's 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 making plays, and he's he's been a fantastic addition for them. Uh, as I mentioned, Adam Thielen, he's been absolutely tremendous. Um, people were kind of a bit worried about whether he'd lost a step or or whatnot, but. Uh, he's created separation. He's he's provided a nice security blanket for Bryce, and uh, he's literally the only wide receiver making things happen, really, uh, which is a positive. But it's also disappointing from from the team's perspective. Um, I would probably say CJ Henderson's been a lot better than many expected as well. Um, obviously, a former first round pick, he's had some real confidence issues in the past. Um, there's been a few times where he's he's blown coverage and things like that, but uh, overall he's been he's been especially pleasing. And then Derek Brown on the on the D line, um, he's pro- arguably the Panthers' best player at the moment. Um, he is a phenomenal phenomenal uh, force. Uh, he hasn't got much around him on the defensive front, uh, as I've mentioned, but he kind of absorbs double teams so well and can still make plays coming off them. So I'd say those players have uh, been the bright sparks. This is totally uh, uh, probably impo- like not possible, maybe in the re- uh, in the quantum world. Do you think that uh, the, the Panthers would consider trading Brown for a pick? Or you think he's, he's essentially part of the future, um, the building block for the future? Yeah, I don't think they'll they'll consider trading uh, Derek Brown. Yeah, uh, I yeah. I mean, I mean there's a there's there's kind of a lot of them that could go because um, there's a lot of them that need paying at the mo- uh, in the not too distant future. But um, there was kind of two or three that Scott Fitterer didn't want to include in the trade package with the Bears for Bryce Young, uh, number one. Uh, Brown was one. J.C. Horn was one, and. Brian Burns was another one. I mean, whether they'll change their mind on Brian Burns the closer we get to the deadline, uh, if they go kind of 0-6 and, and then if they lose to the Texans after the bye, um, I think the trade deadline is not too uh, like a couple of days after that game. So, um, I mean, some big decisions are going to have to be made because they haven't got a first-round pick. They're giving up the first overall pick in 2024 as it stands right now, um, which I don't imagine they envisaged. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of time to turn it around, but um, I would be very, I would be gobsmacked, and I can imagine kind of the fury among the fans if Derek Brown even came up in conversations because he is he is the definition of a foundational piece on the defensive front. Hey, Wally, what's going on, man? Go ahead and uh, ask hey, what's going on, bro, bro. I appreciate, man. I appreciate the time. Uh... Okay. Uh, so I was asking, yes, I was asked earlier by your uh, your office and apprentice in shambles. So, is it is it the coaching? Is it the fact that Joe Brady, those Brady players are still lingering? So Frank Reich has to get his his players. Like with I know with us specifically with Vic Vangio and Mike, they wanted to get their own type of players. So is it maybe like this year you're looking at it, as, even though you don't have a, a first-round draft pick, but it's like a uh, not not much of a tank year, but 
you try to get your players and get your core back to maybe next season you really try to see if you pinpoint the players you don't have and you do need to make actual make have an actual competitive competitive team is that is that, I, I look at the practice as that am i wrong or is that far-fetched um not too far i mean there were a lot of personnel changes uh throughout the off season uh, obviously dj moore's gone christian mccaffrey was traded before the 22 deadline um dante foreman left um they brought in a new tight end, Hayden Hurst, who's not actually been that involved. But, I mean, in terms of embracing kind of like a tank year or like a wait-and-see year, I mean, if they'd have outlined that from the start in in some capacity, I mean, I think fans would have been more uh, understanding of it. But the fact kind of general uh, manager Scott Fitterer basically came out after they'd got Bryce Young and said, this is the QB and we are ready to kind of drop in a quarterback and take off to potentially making the playoffs and winning the NFC South. And you go from that to within five, six weeks being 0-6, real questions about the play calling, the rotations when it comes to personnel during games, um, a hesitancy to kind of alter the scheme to fit Bryce Young's strengths. I mean, it's not it's not hard to see why the fans are kind of are kind of really really frustrated with how things the direction things are going considering like the the kind of false promises they were sold before the season so that's the most frustrating thing for me i mean if they'd have just come out and said we're we're growing we're evolving i mean that that would have been one thing and it's kind of understandable i mean matt rule left a an ungodly mess behind uh, but for them to say that we're we're ready to take off and potentially make the playoffs to to putting out this uh, football product is is absolutely a disgrace, really. Oh man, sounds like tough times up in Carolina, man. Yeah, it's been started covering four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> wow, man, that's crazy. So y'all don't have a first round draft pick next? No, we gave it. That was. Um, First round pick next year is going to Chicago. Second round pick in 2025 is going to Chicago. Obviously, they got DJ Moore, and obviously, they, and they got the ninth overall pick last year that uh, Carolina had anyway for the kind of a pick swap with the one. Yeah, first, go ahead. So, since you technically don't have draft picks per se, are you looking to acquire um, maybe expiring contracts for maybe later round picks? Do you think that might be something that the organization looks at doing? That way, you kind of you got to get a young kid something. You can't have him out there with nothing. You, you look yeah, at what Chicago Bears did with with Fields. Yeah, yeah, I think they've got like fifty million in cap space next year as it stands now, um, and there's some decent wide receivers in free agency. I mean, Charlotte's not the kind of the most enticing place for free agents to come, so you'd have to overpay. Um, there's a lot of a lot of players um kind of with one or no more years left on their deals after this year. I mean, off the top of my head to be kind of Terrace Marshall Jr., Jeremy Chin. Um but if they want their first round pick back, they're just gonna have to trade Brian Burns and that's the end of it. Um he's he's kind of a he's kind of their best pass rusher by far. Um he wants kind of probably in the region of like 25 to 30 million a year 
Carolina's been reluctant to give him that so far. Um, so no contract's been signed. So just wait and see. I mean, he's the only player you could realistically give up and get a first-round pick for. Um, but aside from that, um, you're really kind of looking at late-round picks for expiring contracts, as you say, and whether whether teams would be actually interested in him the way some of them are performing is it's kind of another matter entirely. Sorry, I'm not I'm not normally a negative person. It's just this team brings it kind of out of me. <laughs> no, I'm, 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 we've been, been there before, man. Yeah, we've yeah, been here before. Yeah, we've been there. <laughs> you so, talking but, to the right franchise, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but, but listen, that's interesting. You said he wants 25 with, with how um, Bosa set the market. That's not actually a bad deal. No, I mean, I think the I think the sums are like between twenty five to thirty. It's been touted around, um, but they've been really reluctant to to kind of give him what what he wants. And considering they turned down two first round picks and a second from the Los Angeles Rams last year, um, they kind of don't have any leverage either, which is which is kind of a bizarre way to sort of go about it. Right. Agreed. Uh, go ahead, OG. So, my question is, I've been hearing from certain Panther fans that they don't think Frank Wright was much of an improvement of Matt Rule. Are you hearing there's issues with Frank Wright? Um, I think Frank Wright's taking a lot of heat for uh, his coaches at the minute, um, especially when it comes to kind of in-game rotations. I mean, Terrace Marshall, for example... Um, against the Vikings in week four, he had nine catches from, from 10 targets and then he didn't play a snap last Sunday. Um, Frank Wright said that was on him, but I mean, it's, it's kind of pretty common knowledge that Sean Jefferson handles the wide receiver rotation. Same thing with the running backs with Deuce Staley. Um, Tuba Hubbard's not been getting much of a look, even though he's kind of been running a lot better than Miles Sanders. Um, and Frank Wright's taking the heat for that as well. So, I mean, it's not been a perfect start. I mean, I don't know how much the owner's having to do with it either in terms of um, throwing his weight around. I know he's he's known for it. Um, people are kind of losing faith in his play calling. Obviously, with Thomas Brown there coming from Sean McVay's coaching tree, um, they want him to, be take, to take the reins. But again, you don't know if Frank Wright's protecting him either because this is not... They're, they're not very talented in personnel. They've got injuries. The offensive line isn't playing well. Um, so do you want Thomas Brown to kind of take over the play calling, struggle, and then his kind of own personal uh, upturn, kind of his, his his reputation takes a hit along the way? So he's a difficult evaluation at the moment, Frank Reich. Um, it's Wait. bad and it's, and it's hard, to be honest. I mean... But if the season's going the way it's going, why not see if you can get a spark, like switch it up? Oh, yeah, I get what you mean. But, I mean, kind of the chances are they're going to be 0-6, um, barring kind of the league's biggest surprise result. So, And then they've got the bye. So I think the bye is where they're going to... Tinker take, with it. Yeah, take a good look at it um, and make the changes there. So they've got that time to kind of implement any fresh ideas, any kind of operations um, and go from there. I mean, but, I mean, to do it on a, just on a regular game week, I mean, it, that's that's hard enough as it is. But with the bike coming up, I would not be surprised to see, to see kind of big changes. 
No, nah, no, nah, you're right. That makes sense. You're right. That does make sense. I didn't know how the buy was that close. So yeah, yeah that makes sense. Five and seven. That, quite late that makes me feel like Seti get a little bit more extra work this week. It's it, but like I say, it's, it just depends on who plays. I know they had quite a long injury report. Today. Dante Jackson came back. Um, he was a full participant. He missed last week, and he's their quickest corner. So uh, he'll likely go with Tyree Kill. I mean, how how much that's enough? I don't know, but um, I mean, I'd be surprised if they didn't go that way. I heard that they've been trying to get a wide receiver. Do you think they'd do that before the deadline, or they just wait till the off season? Uh, I think they'd be consider something, maybe Joe Judy, Cortland Sutton, somebody like that, if they can get them for cheap. I mean, they'd, right. they'd be giving up that second round pick because it's uh, pick 33 at the moment. And barring a miracle, they're going to be picking in the top five or six. So uh, I would be really kind of apprehensive about, about dealing that pick when you've got no first rounder. Um, but if they can get if they can get Jerry Judy, uh, you- kind of an eight route runner with one potential uh, for a third or a fourth rounder, I think uh, you might want to pull the trigger on that one. But you got a you got a fourth rounder. Uh, yeah, they've only got three picks that are technically their own. Uh, they've got two, three, four, five, and maybe two sixes. I think from because they I traded. Mean, I mean, Cedric Wilson at they're a not, five. They're, they're not. They're not going to trade. <laughs> Like, like, Stop wasting these people's time, friends. Like he, like he controls the deal or something. Yeah, like he, like oh no, nah, let's get with Cedric Wilson. You know, yeah, trying to sell him more Teddy. Like, I, mean, I mean, a veteran wide receiver with only two point two million dollars on the cap. For what? For what? That can help you a young. That can help your young. Yeah, yeah, friends. Yeah, sure. You're gonna sell a team that has a bunch of receivers. I am panning out to get another receiver that hasn't found out another team. That's not a luxury they have, French. <laughs> if they I'm don't not, have a lot of picks at that, they're going to yeah, give up another I, one. I know you want to fleece people, though, but some people, they, they're they fleeceable and some people are dumb. This will be a dumb that, be a dumb trade for them. Uh, yeah, I have a quick question. Talking talking specifically about, like, your, your the trench play, um, I'm really high on Zach Sealer. How oh are your – how's your um, interior, like, your guard center guard combo right now? Uh, they were much better against the Lions, I've got to say. Um, obviously, Chandler Zavala went down, re- had a really scary kind of neck injury. Uh, he was he was motionless on the field for for quite a while, but he got all his feelings back in it. But he's 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 not going to play this week. Uh, they'll probably go with, I'd imagine, Cade Mays, uh, Calvin Throckmorton, who's actually been playing really well, um, and Bradley Bozeman at centre. I mean, it, it's. It is what it is. It's not. It's not great. I mean, I don't know if kind of Austin Corbett will be ready for this week. I think it might be too soon. Um, but the Panthers are missing both their starting guards from last season, which made them so successful uh, alongside Bozeman. So that could be an area to attack. Yeah, yeah Dean. We we want to make sure. We want to say this uh, that this is the NFL. Anything can happen. So even you know we've been in that. Oh, of course, and- yeah. Yeah, where like uh, like the Patriots, we were sometimes we were we were assumed to be um, get beat by them, and we always give them um, issues. So you know, just like how the Bills just dealt with that issue, um, you know, you never know. So you got you, you gotta we we want to make sure that the team is focused and the team is um, 
not underestimating anybody moving forward. So I do see some bright spots. And if we can, if we, if we lax or just be like, you know, coming in with, with arrogance, like the bills did, you know, you'll find yourself in a loss in second place, you know, just throwing it out there. But, uh, Appreciate you, Cat uh, Cray, for coming through. I don't know if you have any, uh, a, a few, a, a couple more minutes to hang out with us and answer some more questions. Yeah, sure, no problem. So, thank you, Cat Cray, for coming. Um, I have a question. I'm trying to remember. Uh, so, on the defensive side, I know, like at most sides, yeah, dealing with things. Where would you say the strength is on your defense? Is it up front or is it your secondary? Um, if it was a choice between the two, it would probably be the secondary at the moment, as weird as that sounds. Um, just because the, I mean, aside from Derek Brown, I mean, the D line is just not playing well. Uh, Deshaun Williams um, came over free agency. Uh, he had a career year with Avero at Denver last year, but um, he just hasn't seemed to be built, built building on that at all, uh, which has been disappointing. And uh, as I mentioned before, Shy Tuttle's playing the nose, and he just doesn't look like a nose. He's not, he's not big enough. He doesn't, he doesn't hog enough space. There's no push. Um, he's more suited to the three-four end, where where kind of many fans thought he'd be playing, and then Mark or McCall would be um, playing the nose, which was the unofficial depth chart in the preseason before the Panthers released him. So um, they haven't replaced him sufficiently, and that is kind of the most underrated. Uh, problem this team's got at the moment because uh, teams are just running all over them, um, and unless that changes, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to kind of set a tone defensively when when the trenches aren't um, giving a good account themselves. But Derek Brown on the front is is obviously a different story. Okay, thank you. What is your prediction? Um, what do you think the outcome might be uh, at the end of the day? Um, I'm going to go 40-21. Wow. Let's go, Cat! <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo. Hey, yo. What are you doing right now? Uh, what, what's, what's that? The Panthers do cat fever? Cat fever! That got me excited, Cat, man. That got me excited. Hey, I feel yo. like it's going to be a good game. Um... I'm interested to see how, how it all plays, man. I, I just hope, you know, that the, the organization and the team really backs this kid, man, because we all know kind of what this year looks like. Do you all think – let me ask you this, because the Arizona Cardinals were projected to be the worst team in the NFL. Do you all think you all finish with a better schedule than the Cardinals? Um, They've got – I think after the bye, they've got three games which are going to kind of define how things are going to go for me. They've got the Texans and the Colts at home. And then they've got the Bears on Thursday Night Football after that. I mean, if they can't win any of those three, uh, I'm really, really fear for them. Uh, but there's a good chance they can kind of win two out, out of the three, or maybe even all three, depending on the adjustments that they make during the bye. Um, the Colts aren't going to have Anthony Richardson either. So that's another positive. But those three games after the bye, find the season for, for kind of Frank Reich. If they can win sort of two of them, maybe five, six wins is possible. Um, but it's really hard to say with any conviction at the moment, just given how things have gone so far. 
Yeah, with no first round pick, you don't care how many games I win or lose for it, really. <laughs> no thank you for Caleb this year, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. So, Curry, we always do this with our guests. Uh, Carolina pulls the upset if they can do this. Fill in the blank. <laughs> um, hold the Dolphins under 21 points. Mm. Unlikely. <laughs> but that's that's it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how they're going to stop it. It's, it's kind of a juggernaut, even without even without the rookie. But um, there's no expectations, so I'm expecting them to play with a bit extra freedom. Uh, if they're over six at the bye, so what? I mean, they're over five now. I mean, what they take in the grand scheme of things. So, I mean, just show some fight and play with freedom, and I just hope for the best after that. Yeah. You know, guys play teams with no expectations sometimes can be a dangerous team. So, like I said, we got to make sure to not underestimate. So, and if a couple of things go their way early, who knows? But I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be putting any money on them. Put it that way. Yeah. I do wish the best, you guys, the, uh, the best of luck. Just not this Sunday. You know what I'm saying? So, appreciate that, man. <laughs> okay, Kerry, I would tell you the difference. Being bad, and you know you're bad. You can. It sucks, but you kind of. It's easy to deal with when you have expectations and you don't know and you haven't been there in a while. That's the nerve wracking. So yeah, yeah. So I think I think like I said before that I think that was the problem. They sold they sold dreams of like contending and they just haven't got the team for it and that's why kind of fans are more frustrated than if they just said look we've got this first first year quarterback it's not going to be perfect it's not going to be great um but we are building for the future i mean that would have been a lot a lot better message to communicate than we're going to drop in a qb and take off yeah we've been there <laughs> our fans divided on young because you know dealing with Tua, we've had you know what we had to deal with how are the fan base as far as young um, like I said, like I say, um, whoever's kind of against him is just kind of pushing their own agenda. I mean, people just want to be right about a certain draft prospect rather than just get behind the guy they picked. Uh, I'd say the large majority are still behind Bryce. I mean, it's, it's been he's had four starts. I mean, he's missed one game and he started four. So, I mean, to make conclusions, given all the factors around him in terms of the scheme and the offensive line missing their two key interior guards. Um, the wide receivers that just can't get open. I mean, and tight ends just aren't getting involved. So, I mean, what what rookie quarterback is going to put up numbers in that situation? So, people are just looking at things without context. Man, you're speaking gospel right now. Oh my god, like that. That Wait. that's what we were dealing with. But <laughs> see, the reason the reason why I asked that real quick, Julia, because. I was wondering, is the CJ Stroud they in the same predicament? They new coach is terrible. It's terrible roster, but they're they're showing signs. So I was just wondering, you know, our casual fans, you know, Cat Craig knows his football. He knows why they're having issues, but a lot of fans don't. So you know, it'd be fans of the fan base don't understand that and just see what's going on in Houston and just think automatically that y'all should be doing okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, and I mean, to judge him after kind of four or five games is asinine to me. I mean, 
the Texans team have left open. They've got Nico Collins, they've got Tank Dell, they've got Dalton Schultz, the tight end. I mean, they have got productive players. I mean, not throwing scrubs in Houston, CJ Stroud. And he's got a, a coordinator who's actually capable of scheming scheming people open, whereas the Panthers are kind of lacking of right now, uh, which is why there's calls to, for Frank Rag to kind of get rid of the uh, responsibilities of being a team day play baller. Thomas Brown, who's obviously come from Sean McVay's uh, staff on the Rams. Uh, he's got a big reputation uh, as a future head coach. And it would be a surprise if his kind of schematic concepts weren't a little bit more innovative compared to kind of Reich, who's, who's been around for for quite a while and it might be set in his ways. Who knows? Uh, before you go, you're a, you're a Viking. So, you know, I got to throw this little jab at you. How you liking Flores over there? Uh, he blitzes a lot, doesn't he? <laughs> oh, man, you have no idea. I, I, <laughs> hey, that crap, you, you crap. <laughs> that, for you to say the first thing to say, I, I Dolphin fans are, are laughing. Like, trust me. <laughs> I've, also, I've never seen, I've never ever seen a coach blitz, blitz as much. Every, I mean, it's, I, th- I think it's up to like 74% of plays now where he's just blitzing. Um, but to be fair, he's, uh, we've got corners who are who are kind of manning the outside pretty well at the moment. Um, so, like, but, I was gonna say, tell tell them to keep them hamstrings ready because boy, they go <laughs> he go wear them things out. But, <laughs> but Dean, my my thing is, if you if you have a personnel like that that you're not confident with, why are you why are you keeping him on an island? I haven't watched your games, but he did that with our guys and. You know, we had Josh Boyer who took that philosophy and just did that with guys that were injured, guys that were not good. And, you know, while we were aggressive and we we hit on moments, there were times where teams adjusted so quickly it just left a wide open space of grass for, for players to run on and, and score points. So it was it's like it was too much. Yeah, there's a lot of that too. Um I'm not sure how things are going to go now. Uh, Justin Jefferson's gone on IR. Um, if it was me, I'd throw in the towel, to be honest. But um, they've done this soft-ass rebuild for years now um, without sort of fully committing to it. And uh, obviously with Jefferson out and Cousins on uh, his last year of his deal, I think I think this might be the time to kind of hit the reset button. I'm sorry, I can't create, but I'm going to clip that <laughs> response because... Dolphin fans, bro. We we say that and we just hate our own flow. We, like for you to come, <laughs> that was too funny. I'm sorry, because <laughs> that's what was on our complaints. Then we kept Boyer, like uh, uh, fans would say, the host would say, like it, it was like, oh y'all just don't like flow. And he like, well, we tell you, like we tell it what y'all what we see. So hearing it from someone that has him over there, and for you to say the first thing. If your assessment of him is he blitzes a lot, don't he? <laughs> That's hilarious. We can't crave you. Do you have any questions or? Yeah, anything? I was going to ask you that. Yeah. Um. How how have you found kind of Mike Mike McDaniel? Because obviously he came in. He was kind of a a quirky a quirky mind from Cal Shanahan's uh, system. Um. But he kind of his his concepts are 
a kind of borderline revolutionary to me. I mean, is it all to do with like the speed, the speed kills thing, or is it more to do with putting the putting his guys in kind of the best positions to succeed? I think whether it's slow or fast, he likes to put guys in space. So, what, how, like, what's the best? Who are the best type of receivers to be in space? Fast receivers. So, so he's using that concept he learned um, to to incorporate with guys that are really, really like have that top end speed. So, um, man, I gotta tell you, man, I I just absolutely love that based on our research and everything. So, what I love about every week we see something new like he's not stuck and calling the same plays he's not an OC he looks for your weakness and he attacked it like with the Giants I had watched the game for four hours and teams were having success outside so Mike McDaniel abused that to death like he he looks for things and we haven't seen a court office coordinator here like that in so long so for me it's just refreshing to watch our offense finally play like an offense and have purpose and trying to achieve stuff and execute. And so for me, I, I, I just love it. Like his, his, his press coverages, hey, sometimes they're funny, sometimes they're long, long, but, you know, coming from Flo, like you're a Viking fan, you, you, if you watch Flo's presser, it's a three, like the play, 360, complete yeah. 360. So, <laughs> you know, so it's fresh, refreshing on that end. But, you know, after a while, it gets like, uh, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Once the newness wore off. But, you know, you got to take the go with the bad. I got to I gotta take off now, guys. But thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, thank well. you. You've been listening to another episode of Miami Dolphins Inside Leverage on the Fans First Sports Network. <laughs>